Peggy Song Podcast. Kiiguligu laivakene, kiiguligu laivakene, tõu kaadakas tuuleke, tõu kaadakas tuuleke. Lämi sinna saarde, lämi sinna saarde, saaren oma saaja, saaren oma saaja. Sälne kuure kulda sööva, sälne kuure kulda sööva. Kuure kulda kana karda, kuure kulda kana kard. Lõokese lõmme lehti, lõokese lõmme lehti, pääsukese pähkemiit, pääsukese pähkemiit. Sälpini puhkse pilli, sälpini puhkse pilli, sälpini puhkse pilli. Säl kaas mängse kannelt, säl kaas mängse kannelt, säl kaas mängse kannelt. Vana lammas laul vana lammas laul tallekene tantse, tallekene tantse. Hello dear friends, my name is Indrik Kof and I welcome you to our second podcast introducing you to some beautiful and exciting reggae songs. Let us be together, let our thoughts run wild and see where these melodies and tunes can take us. Today I want to repeat once again the same notion and idea about the world seen, felt and experienced through the reggae songs. The world so familiar and relatable to all Estonians. Given our modern lifestyle, a rather urbanized and technologically connected lifestyle even while living in the countryside, it must be challenging to agree to my statement. However, I still believe that us Estonians, we have preserved something that comes to life when our paths cross with the reggae song. To me, the reggae song is like a ground beneath one's feet and a roof over one's head, a background, a foundation, without which it seems harder to keep alive and set goals. The goal with this podcast is also partly a sense of hope and determination that uh, the new generation who have never heard any reggae songs will have an opportunity to listen to them. With a unique perspective and new zeal, we hope to see our youngsters coming back and revitalizing the reggae songs and taking them further. That was Kaido Kama singing reggae song for us. A few years ago, the singer published an article about a somewhat similar topic titled Traditional Culture as a Survival Tutorial in an Estonian scientific magazine called Academia. 
If you want to learn more about the article, it was published in 2013 and you'll find it in the edition 12. Let me briefly explain why I refer to the, his article. In this article, Kaido Kamo writes about contemporary technological development invented by human enslaving and crippling the humankind alone. He states that traditional culture no longer means the natural way of living that we once understood. It has drifted far from the original idea, but we continue to develop it, making it valuable and useful. Waldur Mikita, a well-known Estonian thinker, exuberates similar ideas. He is continually astonished by the traditional way of living, the ancient hunter-gatherer lifestyle, and the Estonian and Finno-Ugric people's way of perceiving and tackling the world. A few years ago I wrote a poem, and I want to recite it for you to make a, maybe a better connection poetically, to make you understand what I'm trying to say. And here it goes. My forefather's forefather was a hunter. He hunted rabbits, birds and boar. Once he even caught a bear. My foremother's foremother was a gatherer. She picked lingonberries in the forest and found something edible under each root. My forefather burned slush. He worked hard to put food on the table. My foremother cooked turnips and rubbed her smoke-exposed watery eyes. My forefather's son got an old horse. He plowed the baron's fields, threshed the baron's corn. They called it corvée. My foremother's daughter put clean clothes on and decorated the baron's chamber, warmed the old baron's bumpy hands with her young and tender body. They didn't have a name for that. My great-great-great-grandfather was a farmer, the master of the farm. My great-great-great-grandmother was a farmer, the mistress of the farm. My great-great-grandfather was a farmer, the master of the farm. My great-great-grandmother was a farmer, the mistress of the farm. My great-grandfather was a farmer, the master of the farm. My great-grandmother was a farmer, the mistress of the farm. My grandfather was a farmer. It didn't matter that it was a kolkhoz. It didn't matter that he wasn't the master of his farm. My grandmother was a farmer. It didn't matter that it was a kolkhoz. It didn't matter that she wasn't the mistress of her farm. My father was a semi-automated line operator and a taxi driver and a cucumber salesman and a cabbage farmer and an electrician and a security guard. My mother was a nursery teacher and a sports expert and a senior personal inspector and a cafe assistant and a cleaner and a pensioner. I am a little bit of a journalist. 
a little bit of an advertising specialist, a little bit of a computer repairment, a little bit of a project manager, a little bit of a student, a little bit of a junior specialist at the ministry, a little bit of a property manager, a little bit of an everything manager, a little bit of a TV celebrity, a little bit of a risk engineer, a little bit of a do-everything engineer, a little bit of a beauty services manager, a little bit of a product manager, a little bit of a sales manager, a little bit of an IT manager, a little bit of an executive assistant, a little bit of a consultant, a little bit of an advisor, a little bit of an analyst, a little bit of a specialist, a little bit of an expert, and a little bit of a creative person. Because I've got a creative mind, dynamic and promising, flexible and adaptable. I enjoy challenges and... Uh, <sighs> yes. Well, the poem is an image presenting the numerous controversies of traditional living, the changing multitude of time which is not easy to control, not overcome. To me, I firmly believe that even with all modern-sounding gobbledygook and project management, humans still crave for permanency. And this continuous need that crops up over and over again in itself is a positive force. But reprising back with Kaido Kama's song that we just enjoyed, it feels prophetic, I would say. It feels like the reggae song called Swing and Sail is about the prophecy made by our ancestors about the present times. What could Estonians of some former epochs be thinking of the world we inhabit now? Let's say Estonians from even 50 years ago. To them, our world would probably be a confusing world of wonders, full of crazy things. They'd see the world as a wonderland where the dog plays the whistle and the cat plays the zither. And I must say that this fascination is not always necessarily positive. It can create fear and also reluctance. However, the person from the past probably wasn't thinking of the future when they sang this song. When they were talking about the wonderland in this wedding song, or about going to an island, they perhaps imagined something foreign, far and distant. To me... When ancestors were singing about traveling to the distant land where all wondrous things happen, this remote land was most probably an imaginative fairy tale world, or maybe even some cosmic experience. Who knows? Maybe the song has a hidden reference to the shamanistic world, where they travel and mediate between different worlds. Or Perhaps this wedding song is about some wedding party that's happened among the stars and one could access it only by boats. Who knows? To conclude, I would like to say that to me, real art always has to contain a high degree of mystery. The world cannot always be explained and art's mission is to reflect and interpret the world. From this perspective, we should consider reggae songs as art as a very substantial form of art because they ask such great questions and create a very strong sense of mystery. <laughs> 